Deep Dive, episode 52, round 22 preview. It is Tuesday night. How are you, Mr. Smith? Good, Trent. How are you, buddy? Doing well. So we just got out of our Beyond the Game live show. So if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check out our Beyond the Game TV show that we're doing. So Beyond the Game is a really, really switched on sports website and they approached us to do an AFL show. So we sit for about 35, 45 minutes and, and chat sort of general AFL issues. So check that out. I'll put a link in the description and we sort of go over a lot more of the overall stuff and obviously in the preview and the review we do the game by games but it was good fun hey it was and like our podcast here do set a time but generally go over so you, you get a little bit extra free value <laughs> when you watch us on uh, Facebook Live as well but yeah I mean to, yeah, well, today we, <laughs> no, were, we, were we were a bit better good, today yeah, today we, we kept to about because the idea was it was meant to be sort of a, a 30, 35 maybe 40 and then it boiled out to an hour but the one just gone I thought was better 45 is nice yeah and we were able to get to some questions as well which is really good because we yeah. like um, the interactive uh, nature well. of Facebook um, being able to speak to people who've got some uh, questions that we can answer right there and then that's it yeah because we get sent questions from you guys which is great and we really appreciate that and if you do want to hit us up with any afldeepdive at gmail.com or afldeepdive on any of the social medias we'll um, we'll get to your questions next week so big round coming up before we yeah. bang into that so round 22 uh-huh. massive thanks to our mates at Hops to Home yeah so Hops to Home really really fantastic craft beer got, delivery service got their August pack this week mail, last week this week yeah no, no, this week um, this week or was it late last week can't remember but recently yeah nice mixture of uh, different IPAs. styles and and for different types of weather so mm. obviously that transition out of winter into spring yeah is definitely showcased in the pack that we got in August yeah definitely check them out hopstohome.com.au really nice selection really switched on guys so just a couple of guys in Melbourne you know just trying to make their way and really really switched on idea and you know craft beer there's so much of it out there and there's some places that you know they're, they're storing them for ages before anyone really buys them so these guys are all about fresh and convenience so you get fresh cans delivered to your door and you look underneath them at the at the due at the, not the due date sorry the brew date brew date and yep. uh, you know it's very 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 recent so often you know within like a week so it is pretty pretty amazing stuff so check it out hopstime.com.au absolutely and as a, an AFL deep dive listener you get 25 bucks off your first case which is really really good value fantastic so bang into round 22 so massive round so only two rounds to come so Richmond versus Essendon Friday 17th at the G750 so yeah really as you say heating up massive massive game on that Friday night and you'd have to say this is game of the round well no I I wouldn't. I, no? I wouldn't say no. I, for me, it'd be the Sydney Derby. Oh, of course, yes. Or um, for me, it'd also be West Coast Melbourne. The, the big thing for me with this game is that Richmond are locked into top two, so you can mount an argument that they might drop a little bit because they can't really lose from here, and you'd think they're going to lose at some point at the G. So I know what you mean. Like it's obviously two big rivals, two big teams, but the stakes aren't as high as it could have been, you know, four or five weeks no, ago. Richmond it, dropped a bit. Yeah, and if uh, Essen were sitting in the top eight with uh, some people chasing them, it might be a little bit different as well. Yeah, well, that's the problem is that Essendon's, you know, obviously their percentage is not great. And then, you know, so the big thing is a lot of the outs for Essendon don't necessarily help either. So interesting scenario. So Richmond won their last four games and obviously top of the ladder, 
smashing it, and Essendon have won four out of the last five as well. So they're, they're both teams in very good form. Essendon really that sort of rebound form team since they had that slump, and then Richmond have pretty much been really good. Vast well, they've been amazing in yeah, Victoria and all, no all good year. elsewhere. Yeah. But they they weren't terrible elsewhere. They a couple of the games they could have won away. But if they're going to get all their games in in Melbourne, then that's that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously Essendon have only lost that very narrow game to Hawthorne a couple of weeks ago. So things could have been different had they got over the top of the Hawks in that round, but they didn't. So now they're in a logjam vying for a final eight position. Or so, had Essendon not lost to Carlton. So oh, that, a, there was a, that game too. Two or three other problems. Yeah, yeah but, I know that. But that was when they were pretty I know dire. What you mean. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. It's not exactly yeah. ideal. But so. obviously, and you meant, touched on it just before, a couple of key injuries though. So it's going to hurt Essendon, um, Sard in particular, not playing. If you missed... I mean, he could play, but it's very unlikely. He got KO'd. I think they've pretty much said that it's extremely unlikely. Yeah, so... Um, With concussion nowadays, you just don't risk it. Don't risk it. Uh, it's not a... Yeah, if it was a big final or something like that, you might bring him up if they were touch and go. But then you run the risk of, oh, if he has it again, how long is he out of the game for? So, yeah, very, very cautious and very unfortunate that he's not pro- likely to play this weekend. Yeah, and the other one, so just signed during the week, which is big news as well. They've kept Fantasia, which he thought they would, but he, no good not playing in this game as well. So hamstrings. So they actually had quite a few injuries at the end of the St Kilda game. So yeah. if you did miss the St Kilda game, so in terms of reported injuries... Goddard right knee, Sard concussion, Hooker right knee, Fantasia left hamstring, and Langford left shoulder. So yeah. it was not, the walking wounded. Not really. ideal, yeah. But I did hear an interview with BJ on the way here tonight, and he's pretty confident he'll get up for the weekend. Just needs to go through all the precautionary tests and training and oh, wow. not. So, so like Mark Stevens, pray for BJ. Yeah, basically. He tweeted so, that. That was a still. So still pray incredible. for him, yeah. So now he's pretty upbeat about it, and obviously he want he needs to or wants to obviously play as much footy as he can to. Get convince contract, it get yeah. a contract yeah I like PJ he's funny he reckons he's gonna get no, tug in cheek no tug in cheek it was tug in cheek no oh my god look he's a quality player but yeah he's definitely hitting towards the back end I, I don't, to be honest I wouldn't be too surprised if he didn't play next year but anyway it is what it no, is, it so, is, what is. He, yeah in terms of how much change he makes to the team a little bit but obviously not the player that he once was yeah Saad's not gonna play and we said about Fantasia so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think Guilfie is a big chance to come in, and then Day as well. I mean, there's there's a, a few in their VFL have done quite well, uh, much, and then uh, Hartley as well. So, look, there's a few people knocking on the door, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Richmond for me. I, you, I, Richmond, you, you have to tip Richmond at the G. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So, we all talk about Richmond are going to lose a game at the MCG at some point. Would they prefer it just to get over and done with this weekend so that they don't lose one? during finals or do you think not just keep hammering home their advantage now and if they drop a game let's just say it's the first qualifying yeah. final so what they get back they get to go back to the MCG or internally they don't actually listen to anything that people no. like we say and they go we're not losing anything at the MCG you can all get stuffed I think for me that they're mentally in such a good place so I, I don't see that happening but I wouldn't I mean look they, they are going to lose at some point but that some point could be next year it doesn't yeah, have to be, be this year, year. Exactly. They, they could just keep winning <laughs> through so 
couple of interesting aspects with Richmond. So now in Curvis, they didn't bother taking him up to the Gold Coast. They still want... Well, Jack Rewalt beat the Gold Coast. So that was about as embarrassing mm. as it gets and pretty uh, NBA level of disrespect, not even bothering to bring their Ruckman up, which is no. pretty funny. So He's but then, resting. Yeah, so Nan Curvis, you assume he's definitely going to come in. And um, yeah, I think Menadju's a, a chance to come in as well. So the other really key out and one of the few injuries that's affected Richmond more recently. So Kane Lambert, if you missed, he had minor ankle surgery, but it's only going to be two weeks. You'd think he's back for the first final. So Menadju or perhaps Lloyd even as well. Yeah, you think would say- come in. I was thinking Sam Lloyd's probably a good uh, player to bring in against a team like Essendon. He's yeah, such a ta- twelve tackles, yeah, last week. A tackling machine. Um, get, him and Smith can go head to head, but aside from that, it will help uh, negate any run that Essendon has. He's that type of player that can shut those type of guys down. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in and it'll be a good inclusion. And obviously, he can test his case uh, for that finals team. That yeah. Richmond obviously are going to be playing finals now. Yeah, you'd think so. So a couple of things we just didn't get time to talk about on the review, and I was going to bring it up on the Facebook show, but again, we didn't get through that one either. We got some really good questions sent through from listeners. So. Um, we ended up just skipping this one, but you can mention it in this. So Trent Cotchen, if you missed the Richmond Gold Coast game, and unless you're a massive Richmond supporter, most people would have, but Trent Cotchen actually only played 53% of the game just gone. So he was heavily rested during the game, LeBron style. Yeah, well so managed. So played a game, but didn't really play a game. So I think, interestingly, they've planned it quite well. They still took him up there, but... You know, he, uh, half the game. Bit of sun, salt air, all that type of stuff. Well, half the game off yeah. is pretty good. So I think they're going to come into this game pretty hot. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a great pickup about Cochin. He obviously could do with a break of some sorts, and he obviously got it over the weekend. And yeah. I dare say you'll probably, depending on how the result's going during the game, you might see a little bit of that. And that's not arrogance. That's just man management by Richmond. Well, especially when the reality is that they know they're going to go deep into finals and you know, at some point they're going to have to do some rest. And as a coach, uh, Hardwick can't rest a whole group of players in the final week because you'll get absolutely bashed by the media and the AFL for doing so. So if you can do it during a game because you can sit down and go, no, he had a little cork, he'll make up whatever reason and nobody bats an eyelid. So it's But especially with the bye week as well now. I mean, people say it helps slow teams win the flag and you can argue that, but you can also argue it helps really good teams just have a bit of a break in the year as well. So... Yeah, Richmond for both of us. Yeah, Richmond, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, look, if Saad, uh, those injuries hadn't have happened Fantasia to Essendon and Fantasia, yeah. I'd, I'd be keen to, to back Bombers. But no, with those guys out, it's going to be way too hard for them, yeah. I think. Too tough. So into the Saturday games, Pies versus the Port Adelaide Power. So fascinating game after the Power lost, just gone. So MCG 145. Port's recent record is really starting to to be problematic. So, I mean, it's a fascinating game, isn't it? So Collingwood, you know, that Up they've down. they've been really brave. You know, they they've haven't had an amazing record more recently either. They've actually only won two out of their last five. But they've, you know, they've won a lot of games up to this point. They're going to play finals. And then the Power have only won one out of their last five, which is really problematic. Yeah. And they, they had a real chance on the weekend, especially when they led for the entire game and only lost after the siren again, again. to West Coast. So if you did miss that, that was unbelievable. So Port, really in an in a average predicament. Had they won that game, they probably could have afforded to drop this one and then win the following. So, But yeah, look, I think... 
For me, it's at the G. I think given the amount of outs with the power, so if you did miss this, no Ryder. You know, they've got some serious outs, no Dixon as well. I, I think the Pies for me in, in Melbourne, I think they're just in a bit better form. I, I, I liked them last week and they got the job done against a you know a really quality outfit in the Lions. Lions are, are definitely no pushovers and they, they did push them through pieces of the game. So for me, I reckon the Pies. What about you? Yeah, really, this is such, a, such a tough gain to analyze. analyze get a read on as I said both teams are coming into this game with sort of av- very average form at best injuries to key players and a-, a lot to play for at the same time so yeah look oh, part of me still wants to back Port Adelaide because I tipped them to finish top four at the start of the Adam second so it's a bit of my pride that's on a while the, ago now pride, a bit of pride <laughs> on the line to just to get them over the line I also think I may have dropped the fact that I thought Collingwood were going to drop out of the eight about four weeks ago so that's not going to happen at all now. Yeah, we've um, out of the eight too. So. Yeah, so... Well, I, I stuffed a bunch up. Nah. We both had the dogs in too. Yeah, look, no, nah, I have to go on the little bit of form that is there, and that was the team that won last week, so I'm going to go with Pies as I well. I think Pies, yeah. And, and with no rider, <laughs> Grundy's going to have a field day. And he looked, yeah, he looked good. And, yeah, I think the big thing for me, Degoe was really good in returning last week as well. Didn't so looked like he missed a game. No, he looked really good. Yeah. He's, I mean, the conditioning at, at the Pies, I actually think, has been not too bad. There's been a bit of criticism around that side of their club because of some of the injuries, but I think that's a little bit unfair. I think some of them have been a bit freak and, and a bit unexpected. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. They pushed them maybe slightly too hard in the off-season, but I don't think by too bad. So. But that's them trying to get up from where they were last year. So it's, you, it's you hard can't, to know with yeah. a year. It's not like it's Adelaide where they've like had 100 hamstrings. No, exactly right. right. And then you can't compare it to teams that have been consistently finals contenders like your Sydney's, your Geelong's, your Hawthorne's, now your Richmond's that over years of turmoil yeah. before that went, I oh, know, we've got the conditioning right. And then they get it right year in, year out. So you got to so, test first. Exactly, yeah. And it takes time. The, so we'll look, look at some of the ins and the outs. So the pies, the key thing with the pies is Jeremy Howe. So he's a massive chance to come in, which would be great because at the moment without Dunn and a lot of their you know more experienced backline and, and that's the big problem is that they've got quite a young backline so yep. you know Meechek and these sort of guys are being asked to do things well beyond their years yes. so it would be excellent to get Howe in and absolutely. really bolster that experience because they're being up. serviceable yeah if he comes in they absolutely win yeah interesting with the Pies I think big thing for me is if they get Howe in and really bolster that experience up yeah, fascinating scenario for me. And then into the power. So power, gee, so obviously the massive problem is Ryder. So Frampton, you, he's, you'd think he's going to have to come in to replace Ryder. That's all the talk. Uh, Homebush as well. So big problem as well is Dixon. So they've got a lot of problems at, at Port now. They're starting to get a lot of injury issues. What do you think? Yeah, I, um, there's one big name there that uh, is probably now. I just still don't understand whether it was just form or some other things. But um, Pal Pepper... Uh, yeah. obviously got dropped and if he's back in obviously that boosts him significantly he's such a good gut runner uh, he'll love the open sp- spaces of the MCG but you can't deny that no rider in, in the Port Adelaide team especially this year when he hasn't played they have struggled big time and then back that up with a couple of other um, injuries with Dixon out and Jonas has only just come back in yeah I think it's going to be tough and Collingwood played the G so well they will they'll stretch them and I think they're going to have to have their A graders playing at 
100% and that next level stepping up really significantly for the power to win. It's hard because the power are a good side and you know one out of the last five is pretty poor and you'd think surely they're due a win at some point but I just don't see it. I don't see it in this game which is you never know but I, I for me I, I think Collingwood's got to be the team. Yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep moving? What do you think? Keep, it's a, it's yeah keep a, moving. Look, it, I mean I'm not, I and you'd probably agree as well if power win you're not going to be too surprised because they are a pretty good team but at the same time no, I'm, you're not gonna, I'm, you can put money on them. No, but I'm I'm nervous. No, no rider, no power seems to start to. It's starting to be a thing. Exactly right, and that's that's the big concern for me. I mean, I think Dixon they can cover, and I'd be fascinating. We'll definitely go pretty deep in the review, um, looking at Port's offensive style because they're going to have to completely really restructure it. So that's going to be quite interesting. But in terms of yeah, I think ultimately no ride is a massive problem. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. So both pies. Yeah, pies. Yeah. yeah. So we'll keep moving. Cats v Frio down at GMHBA Stadium in Geelong at two ten. Yeah, I mean, look, this you'd think this seems like a pretty pretty obvious game. You would have thought in terms of who wins. So Cats have won two out of the last five. Interestingly, so are Frio, but yeah, I mean, Fremantle are, are a much worse off team, and there's some talk that Fife could be back for this game but I I don't think that's that, going to make enough of a difference yeah look that would be good for the crowd that go to the Cattery so they can see a couple of superstars going head to head Yeah, but, but other than that if he's not 100% up I don't see the, any point Frio putting him out in the park because he could injure himself again and then you lose <laughs> him again Oh, and they've got nothing to play for. They're not playing finals. They're not no. playing. They're not playing for uh, the wooden spoon. Yeah, uh, they're in just no man's land at the moment, um, which they have been for most of the year. So I guess the only thing that has been consistent is that about Fremantle. Yeah. Funny thing is though, Geelong haven't been their dominant self at home this year. Mm. So had it been any they other team, but. But yeah. I, th- I think this is... Uh, they have to win, though, because they, they they put themselves in a terrible predicament here. They have to win both games, and they have yep. to win them well, because they need percentage. So I think they're going to snap into gear, and, and they'll get oh, this done. I think Tomahawk um, gets, well, gets, the Bra- uh, gets the Coleman from here. Gets the Brownlow. Gets right? the Brownlow, not the Brownlow. Don't see that, <laughs> Can't get 10 votes in the game. No. I so, Yeah, yeah well, I think it's the Cats by how much, really? Cats by a fair way. I would have thought Geelong by... I'm going to say Geelong by 40 points. I, I just think they're going to yeah. be able to get it done, and I think too much inexperience at Fremantle at the moment no Sandy and then I mean the five players that might get a bit closer might get within 20 but yeah I, I just don't see that happening yeah that I'm, I'm a bit the same I think no five 50 points if five plays maybe 20 or 30 points yeah I think that's the big problem is that you know they're so reliant on him which doesn't say a lot about the rest of the line no but uh, the one thing that is good for Freo is getting their forward structures right now that Tabernacle Right. Now that he's back, it straightens him up. It takes a lot of pressure off McCarthy yeah. and Lennon and Paul. And Paul and all those guys. Uh, it just helps them. They, they can Watching you trying to remember Fremantle players oh, is pretty it's funny. It's tough. It's so tough. <laughs> Unless they play. Right. No, they are all right. It's just you don't see a lot of them in Victoria. And because they've been playing so woeful, I tend to watch even less of them. But no, they yeah they just look better as far as being uh, their ability to score. I just don't think they're gonna get close to the cats. No, and especially given the the, the back against the wall scenario, the cats are in. Like the cats, and they have the, to win. The cats in the tree with the the hose being sprayed. I can't it. see the cats being a Melbourne or North Melbourne uh, come the next couple of weeks. They've they know what's in front of them, and if they win both games mm. and win really well, that gives them every opportunity to sneak into the eight. You would think so. So next game, and this is one I reckon is worth going pretty heavily into, 
from a, a structures and tactics perspective. So the Sydney Derby, especially with Sydney winning last week over Melbourne and still remaining, you know, within the hunt, as much as that is incredible, they, I know. they still are. Could almost finish top four still. Which That's is, ridiculous. Which is this season. So mm. that, that pretty much sums it up. So Giants versus Sydney at Spotless. So this is uh, always a great game. It was a fantastic game earlier in the year when they played at the SCG. They do the two each year. Spotless, if you if you live in Western Sydney or are in Sydney, go to this game. I'd love to go to this game. Oh, we, absolutely. Um, if we still looped up there, we'd be... Already there. Well, we so uh, well, we're probably recording live. Ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, <laughs> no, I mean, not quite. So, no, I don't think we're that into it. But no, it is a really good ground to watch footy. So we're both from Melbourne, but we lived in Sydney for a bit, and it was yeah, it was fantastic to get to there. It's actually a really good ground to watch footy if you haven't been to the spotless. But so look, great game. You think on paper, and especially with the Giants with a few injuries, sort of evens it a little bit up for the Swannies because I think full strength GWS win probably 20, 30 points at yeah, least. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And if they get Lloyd back as well, Jones bolsters up their back line, gives mm. them some fresh legs. He's had had a couple of weeks off, bit of runoff back the back half too. Yeah. I think they've missed him a lot. Uh, they might just scare the Giants this weekend. I think this is yeah. I'm going to go with the Giants, but this is a very, very tough game. So Giants, yeah, I mean, the big thing last week, so Shaw out definitely hurts. So Giants actually won, well, they five in a row, and then Sydney, so three out of the last five, so third versus sixth. So, yeah, two very much form sides. I mean, obviously, Sydney dropped a couple, but they are going okay. Had that miracle win over Collingwood, and then last week against Melbourne, and then the Giants, have, you know, they've obviously been very good of late with a number of wins straight. The big, yeah, no Dawson Simpson. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues with the Giants now from an injury perspective. So let's have a look at some of the ins and the outs. So it, it sounds like, I mean, yeah, Kelly as well, I think they've pretty much said he's, he's not going to play. So he was tackled by uh, Tex Walker. So thrown and, thrown and got a couple of weeks. Out. Knocked out. So no good. So Lloyd, you think Finlayson and uh, Finlayson, sorry, and Perryman possibly a bit of a chance. Yep. So they're, they're, they're some of the you know pretty handy ins highlights out of the Neefall that have you know been quite good. So Lloyd got six goals, thirty seven possessions last week, and then Perryman forty three and a goal. So yeah, there's there's definitely That's, been some pretty outrageous stuff in the Neefall. Not bad, not bad form, not, not bad not form. Going okay, <laughs> but they'd love to have Kelly out there. It's, oh, it's sad that he's not playing in such a massive game, and it's not as good for New South Wales football. But absolutely know, not. But it yeah, it it's going to be per- almost perfect conditions out there. I think it's going to be low twenties, high teens throughout the day and I don't think any rain either no I think it's just going to be a little bit of wind with a chance of showers but that usually means Sydney not not on the other side you used to do that a lot earlier yeah you used to be right into the weather you should go back onto it I'll I'll be the weatherman okay for the next couple of weeks I'll uh, I'll be the weatherman get back on that on that train yeah so yeah Giants except except Adelaide because it says it's going to rain and it never does so just don't know what's going on and you don't have Tassie in your phone too you're always like I don't don't go to Tassie Tassie it's going to be cold and wet <laughs> so yeah, Giants for us. Yeah. I oh think. no, no, not for me. Are I'm, you going to go? Yeah, the I'm going to Swannies. Yeah, I think the Swannies. The run continues. The run, Well, they don't like they don't like playing at the SCG. They love playing everywhere else. So I think they're going to get home in a sneaky five pointer. Interesting. So I'm going to go with the Giants, but only just. So 
interesting. Let's let's go over to the Sydney Inn. So obviously Alex Johnson, no good. So he's out. Another ACL poor guy. So Nick Smith as well. It doesn't end. So another pretty average injury. So you would think Zach Jones is definitely going to come in. So that's Nathan Jones' little brother. And then they've got a few others to pick. So Darcy Cameron's been okay. Uh, Robbie Fox, a couple of these guys have yep. been quite good in the needful. So they've got a few options. I imagine, yeah, I think Zach Jones is probably a... Well, Zach Jones, definitely. yeah, he, he'll just walk straight back in for the injured uh, Alex Johnson. And then it'll just be a matter of who of those other players is the best suited to uh, go up against the Giants. You would assume someone who has a, a bit of pace. You would think so, yeah. And is really sort of good under pressure, makes good decisions. Whether they've got someone that's got both of those, I don't know. But uh, I'd be picking pace over anything at the moment against yeah, the so Giants. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the key... So that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. So I think the key thing for me is Sydney have got to pick pace. Yeah. They've got to pick a bit of youth and pace because at, at times, you know, especially their back lines looked fairly slow. They had to get Heaney down to assist at times. There's a lot of reliance on Alir Alir, who has been fantastic, but you just can't rely on him every time. No, he's and still learning the game. McVeigh's starting to slow down. So I think if they can get a bit of speed into their back line, and I mean, it's all well and good to, to send Heaney down there, and he was fantastic. He got that final intercept mark and obviously that ludicrous mark, but... That said, it, it, it hurts other sides of the ground with him, yeah, with him down there. Robin, so. Robin Peter pay Paul yeah. type scenario because he's Peter. so good in the midfield yeah. and obviously he can be a match winner in front of the sticks, especially if Buddy kicks 1-5 or 2-6 or whatever. Yeah, I again. don't really like tipping against Buddy, but I, no. I don't know. I get a feeling I think the Giants are going to keep rolling on. They have been up for a while. Maybe they have they are, been up. Maybe they are due a bit of a down. But yeah, Shaw out doesn't help. Hey? Shaw and Kelly out are big, big outs. Yeah. Anyway, but look, it's going to be a cracking game either way, whoever wins. It has been for the last two or three years that these two teams have just put, brought the game, uh, which is awesome for AFL fans, but more importantly, it's awesome for footy in uh, New in South general, Wales. Yeah. Well, in New South Wales, just to get this fierce rivalry happening like Hawthorne and Geelong have got, like uh, Essendon and Collingwood have got, if they can continue to build and have really close games and really good games to watch, more and more people are going to watch it because... Yeah, well, it becomes a proper rivalry. Yeah. It's the whole point of having two teams. It's just like in Queensland. You've got Brisbane and then the... Oh, and then there's someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So not so much up there, but yeah, very, very good in, in New South Wales, having the two teams doing quite well. In ter- if you're Sydney, what, what what are you thinking this, this week coming up against the Giants? I mean, they have hit them probably, ironically, at an okay time. They've got no Green, they've got no Kelly, so they're actually probably hitting them at an all right time, as best as you can, given yeah. how much depth they've got. How do, how do you see how do you see them dealing with this tactically? You put a forward tag on Whitfield. Someone, a he's been forward. really yeah, good. He's hey? been amazing, and I I saw a couple of people um, suggest that he could win their BNF, and I don't blame that commentary. I reckon it's very good call. He's been back into the year, especially, and, and he's probably been been the one consistent in that team year in uh, week in week out. I don't think he's missed a game all year. I mean, Phil Davis and some of these other players have obviously played all the games, but they don't, they're not picking up the possession that he has is he's had a breakout year this year and his ability to come off the half back and be a general down there and then come through the wing he struggled yeah. at times in the heat of the moment in the guts but when you look at how thinly framed he is that's not his role it's a bit like Isaac Smith at the Hawks uh, they're not there for the hardball they're there to to get be on the outside and run and be super classy with either foot or hand and I think Whitfield's been sensational this year so I think if they can 
somehow put the clamps on him and his influence on the game, they'll go a long way to winning the game, especially with no Kelly. Yeah, because what it does is it, it, it hurts their link-up run massively. It just damages one of their major weapons. Yeah, so exactly it, right. It damages the, their pace through the corridor. It damages their structures and it damages their link-up. So... Spolus is an interesting ground as well. I mean, I think that the Sydney have played on it enough now. They're experienced to know how to play the ground properly. And yeah, I mean, they, they were fantastic against Melbourne. And what you've seen with Sydney over the last two weeks, really, against the Pies as well, is that because Varco hit the lead. People forget Varco got the lead only sort of four or five minutes to go. So yeah. Collingwood looked like they were going to sneak that. And Sydney just, they hung in there uh-huh. and, and they've got the belief. And they think if they're uh, you know, anywhere close score-wise, on, on the, even if they're not that close, they still think that they're a chance. Yeah. So you think they're going to think that all day. So it's going to be tough to beat them. My thinking, the reason why I'm going GWS is I just think they might be a a little bit exhausted after that game, just gone. I think yep. that, that a lot, took a lot to, to do what they did. As much as Melbourne fell apart, I still think Sydney were miraculous. And, you know, uh, the whole Alex Johnson thing, I don't, maybe that does have a bit of a a bit of a, a negative uh, impact on them, potentially, given it's pretty garbage news. So, yeah, I mean, Buddy as well, he's been really brave given the injuries that he's got, but... I don't know. I, I just get the feeling that GWS are gonna are gonna put a bit of a dagger into them. Yeah, absolutely. And that you literally read my mind because I was gonna ask you what made you think that the Giants were uh, gonna be the better team on the day. And I, I agree with some of those points. And I think again with Sydney, Buddy's gonna be coming up against Phil Davis, and he's very capable of nullifying his influence on the game. Yeah. So then it's the question is okay, where does Sydney get their goals from? Because they've shown that if Buddy's not kicking them, they struggle that's true and there's been you know moments in the last few weeks where if they're not if buddy's you know not dominating you, you're just not seeing enough scoreboard no. pressure so and you have to against the giants don't you really constantly because that they'll always be up and about and they'll always keep pushing so yeah look i think it's definitely one of the games of the round if not the game of the round for me i love watching these two guys play and yeah ultimately i think i just reckon i just reckon the giants at home but yep. Yeah. Next game, so not as exciting. Another derby, and we just sort of mentioned it a minute ago. So, Gold Coast versus Brisbane at Metricon. Brisbane by 40 points. I reckon they'll really start to flex their muscles and show that, that they are going to be a good side. I reckon Fagan will he'll hit them up all week and say, these guys are an absolute rabble, busted-ass joke. And they just had, last week, Jack Rewalt beat them. I, I want to see... I want to see you guys go out and really put a foot on the throat. I reckon he's going to be ruthless with them all week. So I want to see you belt these guys. Put them in, in the dirt. I, I, I reckon get, add a bit of heat to what is not a particularly exciting rivalry. So No, it's not. And I probably won't see a second... No, I will. I'll watch the highlights <laughs> afterwards. We'll have to watch some. I'd, but, yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to say something I don't think I was ever going to say for the rest of the year. And I'm actually thinking the Suns... What? Yeah. Why? Oh, the same reason I, I picked Carlton to beat Essen. There's something no, about no, this They're not going to win that game. There's something about this that I just... Did you sons, watch last week? Yeah. yeah. They, were, they weren't even human beings on Their a football field. Their best player in Stephen May was non-competitive. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to they're gonna lose this game. I'd be 
unbelievably shocked if, if they are to win that game. But yeah, so low, but throw your tip in the yeah. In the I'm, trash. I'm going in. I'm throwing that throwing that stick. Yeah. I'm throwing the javelin. You're doing the javelin. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, wow. it's Metricon under lights. It'll be a little bit. They haven't won a game there all year. Yeah. So this, that's the thing. They've got to have to win a game I'm, there. I don't see them winning a game there. That's the thing. Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. Brisbane. I think might get ahead of themselves, thinking they're uh, eating a bit over their hometown rivals. And I yeah. I think the Suns in a massive upset. Wow. No, I think the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, everyone thinks so. Everyone who's listening to this right now just goes, "Who is this guy? I think, He's nuts." But I there's just the, someone. I think the there. absolute reverse. I think, yeah, I think Brisbane have got enough to get this done. I think they've shown enough, even if they play three quarters of what they've played all year, they'll beat them. The, the Suns are, are one of the worst sides I've ever seen. They are appalling. And if I it wasn't for Carlton, not, not denying, they would be highlighted even further. So no, I, I think. Brisbane by 40, 50 points. I reckon it could get pretty ugly as well. So they're they're a disgrace. So Gold Coast for old mate and Brisbane for me. You can't tip the Gold Coast. They're, They're a joke. They'll probably win it now. (laughs) Who knows? It's one of those seasons, isn't it, that anything could happen. Yeah, but they've been sickening. They've been sickening. Brisbane should win by 20 goals. They won't win by that much. No, 10 goals they should win by. But I don't know. There's something something just in my guts that says that the the Suns are going to get get checked, to be honest. I probably will after the weekend. I'll let you know how it goes. Have some Yukult or something. Yukult, yeah. So we'll keep moving. (laughs) The St Kilda Saints versus the Hawthorne Hawks at Etihad Stadium, 725. Interesting game. The old mate can't kick it through the big sticks, back of a tin shed type stuff versus the pretty accurate top defence side in the league. That's another thing that we just didn't get time to talk about yeah, last wow. week. So they over the last five weeks, they've been ranked number one in pretty much every major category. So... Yeah, look, I, I think I think the Hawks for me. I mean, I think St Kilda have been so poor through so much of the year. Well, so Armitage, inaccurate. Armitage had a really good game, so he'll get dropped. Oh, he'll get dropped. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, you play well, you don't play. No, especially if your name's Armitage. Especially when you, you and you've been some, a gun for that club for a few years, and you need maturity in your side desperately because yeah. there's like four people over four years old. But they're so. looking for old players with injuries that they're going to come in so they've got no space for someone like Armitage. So Nathan Brown's suspended as we all know. So you, yeah, you think Hunter Clark would come in. Uh, you'd think Gilbert potentially comes in as well. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be... I don't think this is going to be too... A fairly ugly interesting. game. Interesting. Yeah. Saturday night viewing is probably not ideal. You think you. Hugh Goddard gets a bit of a chance? He's He's been on the on the edge for about 10 years. Yeah, you'd hope that the Saints decide to... Well. to... I know it's too little too late anyway because there's only a couple of rounds left, but just throw throw it out there. Just put some young young players out there and just see what your actual list is look on, looking like because... Or even go to a VFL game, see what they look like. I'll do that too. Remember yeah. how Alan Richardson didn't... That's right, he'd never seen this guy. No, there was a bunch of people he'd never seen. Oh, yeah, that's good, isn't it? It's outrageous and horrible and <laughs> should have been sacked on the At spot for that. AFL club. Yeah, look, no. probably not the the best game, unfortunately, and the Saints have got a lot of catching up to do if they want to make this a contest from last week's efforts. So, can't see it happening. Hawthorne, obviously... They uh, go to bed too often, St Kilda. That's the problem is two weeks ago, St Kilda, you know, they were actually okay. In the second half, they literally went yeah. to sleep. And then the, the game just gone... 
they had a big chance. To, Essendon had about 400 players was, out. They, there was zero rotations to 25 in the last quarter. Yeah. Zero to 25. And two players down yeah, within the first five minutes. Yeah, half the rotations for the whole game. Talk about lowing rotations. Essendon won up with, with players off the ground and half the rotations of what most teams planned in a, in a game. So they're not going to win. And Essendon are probably a, a middle to, to sort of, you know, six to ten side, somewhere yeah. in that point. They're not a top side. No. Not a top, top side. So... Yeah, look, I think Hawthorne for me, they've got too much to prove, and especially given how well Clarko's been coaching, this this is a walk in the park compared to the stuff that they've been dealing with recently. Yeah, the only thing that gives St Kilda a slight chance, and I say that with a grain of salt, is that it's at Eddie Hatter, not the MCG. If it was at the MCG, lights out, percentage boosting, win for Hawks. I think it probably still will be, but... But they've been terrible at Eddie Hatter as well, though. Oh, it just brings the, close, the closeness of the contest a little bit. Well, it did against the Giants they had the draw but that's probably one of the very yeah. few times this year the Saints have actually had that it's year. more that Hawthorne don't play Eddie Hatter as well as they do the G no I know but I think the team's in pretty good form but I know, I know what you mean yeah. let's let's look at some of the ins and the outs so St Kilda yeah that, that that's probably the main side of it so let's look at Hawthorne so yeah I mean Connor Nash you'd think stays in what do you think don't know it's very interesting because if Ruffy's good he comes in straight away so that would mean Mark Pitney or Nash are out because the rest of the team were unchanged up until that point. It's more... The interesting thing will be if McAvoy comes back in. So if McAvoy comes he's, in... He's the big one, hey. Then you would think it'd be weird for Hawthorne to go in with three rucks. Um, Pitney, McAvoy and Segler. So Pitney would come out. But if McAvoy doesn't come up, I would say Connor Nash comes out for Roughhead. But again, we don't know if Roughhead and, and or McAvoy or any other players ready to come back yet. And McAvoy's the big one. Yeah, they might they might bring in someone else like uh, O'Rourke might get his chance again. He was dropped. <laughs> Your mate. Well, he was dropped mainly for um, uh, team balance. It wasn't because he played poor. And Connor Nash obviously got some exposure. So who knows? Who knows what Clark goes up in Clarko's head? It's a uh, it's a mystery to everyone. It's it's smarter than us though. It's coming in at another language because he's a he's 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 a genius. As we 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 picked it about four or five weeks ago. We said he's starting to get a sniff here. There's something going on here, yeah. and then. Someone opened a door just a little bit. He had a peek and went, oh, I reckon I could do something here. Yeah, and I reckon he... run with it. I reckon he... Well, as we said about a month ago, we were like, he's just seen that these crumbs can almost make a sandwich. And he's looked at it and thought, I reckon this could... I reckon I, I could... get the right yeast strain here. If we... Well, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, but I honestly think... Yeah. I think all metaphors aside, I think he legitimately thinks that he's got enough pieces and he's got some health to come back in. I, I think they're a real chance. I think, I think as ridiculous as it is... And, and, Three, four weeks ago, people would have laughed at you. I think legitimately yeah. they are a genuine chance to steal the flag. You don't touch some wood, obviously, for <laughs> obvious reasons. No, but, but you do. When, you, when you've got players on their injury list about to come back in, Birchall, Sicily, mm. McAvoy, Roughhead. Yeah, pretty big ins. Big ins. And people go, oh, Roughhead hasn't done much. Yeah, he may Sicily as well, yeah. Roughhead hasn't done much on the scoreboard, but he takes a key defender out of the game. Yeah. Well, not out of the game, but he... 
demands a key defender on him every time he's out in the park. So that helps other players get involved. So, yeah, look, um, obviously lots lots of water to go under the bridge, and there's a couple of teams, <laughs> or three teams in particular, that are playing a little bit better footy at the moment and probably have a little bit more polish and class across the, the footy park. But yeah. they are playing very good football. At I'm not going to deny it anymore. Uh, the last month, in particular, Hawthorne have been exceptional. So, yeah, Hawks for me. Yeah, Hawks on me as yeah. well. So next game, busted ass game, Etihad Stadium, Carlton Blues versus the Western Bulldogs. Doggies were fantastic last week. They uh, got a bit of a sniff against North and smelled a bit of mental fragility and thought, mm, let's snack on that one. And they went nuts and see you later. Uh, yeah, Massive third quarter, belted them and then got in trouble. and Wounding Rue and hunting dogs. That's it. Yeah. So... Yeah, Blues, I don't see winning another game for the rest of the season. I, I think the Dogs, for me, especially at Etihad, I think given the form that Bont's started to show as well and the quality. I mean, so let's let's talk a little bit about something. So this is another thing. We, we went very deep in the review into a whole range of things. But they, I mean, the Dogs, they really cut up north on the outside. I mean, so this is another thing we just didn't get time to mention. But... It's the first time in AFL-VFL history that three players have got over 40 possessions ever. So Hunter got 44, Daniel got 40, and McRae got 40. And then Bontempelli got 35. He got pretty close to the that's, to the 40 as well. So it's the is, first... So compared to Cunnington, 26, and Higgins, 24. Yeah, it's... That's un, appalling. Un, unacceptable on any stand. Like, I don't even think the Carlton team or the Gold Coast team would allow three players to get... 40 possessions in game. I mean, it's a big call. Maybe on the right day. But... Maybe on the right day. But yeah, that's... For a team that has been basically in the top eight all year by a couple of weeks, vying for a final spot and allowing a team that has been subpar yeah. for most of the year, especially in second halves, to allow them off the chain like this is... It was unbelievable to see, but awesome if you're a Doggies fan. It's like, yes, we actually have, on paper, a quality team. We've just been decimated by injuries. I think they are a quality team, and that's yeah. why I had them just into the eight, because I thought... Both I, of us I, did, yeah. Well, exactly. We didn't obviously know that all this would happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to rebound next year. So Doggies, for me, I mean, you can't... You can't you know, consciously tip the blues. No, I've already won, done one ridiculous tip this round. And yeah, it's, it's not going to be your, yeah. your ridiculous one. So you'd think, so incredibly, Eastern Wood is a big chance wow. to come in. So that that's yeah. another massive in. So Wood in and Cordy, as we mentioned in the review, out. So I, I think big, big chance. This, you know, lifts a lot. And yeah, it's been ages since they've had him on the park. Yeah, and a little bit different to... I know I said there's no point bringing Fife in if he's, he's not 100% fit. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. But this is the... Uh, a different type of captain for the dog. The doggies need someone like uh, Wood in their team just to continue the belief and and put their structures right together. I think Fife's more important coming back 100% fit for next year. So that's the difference. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If, if Fremantle want to play Fife and he's 100% fit, go, go for it. But I think having Easton Wood there for the last couple of rounds would uh, benefit the doggies a lot more than having Fife there for Freo. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. I think Easton Wood's obviously a huge in, and then in terms of the cat. And so old mate Cruiser no good, so he's having his heart rate worked on. So really sad. I think it yeah. could be that bad, um, unpredictable that he may have to retire really young. Yeah, 
Well, I guess he's not that young, but no, I know what you mean. He's getting towards thirty, but he, mm. you know, he, he is a, a real what if player because at junior level he was actually very, very good. So our mate, old mate, the Kaz. real old mate, Kaz Bolt, is a chance. Really? Wow. Why bother? I just don't, I still don't get it. Why bother? The new Nahas. Oh, new Nahas. Yeah. I think he's. A, he's I thought he thought he started the Nahas and then <laughs> Nahas took it over. And, and I like Casbold. Poor guy. I, I feel bad for him because he cops it left, right, and centre. He's obviously not particularly great, especially at AFL level. But he's coming in. So yeah, you'd think. So, old mate, um, Weedering as well, back from the quad. So, they've got a couple, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be enough for me. I'd be, this would be a miracle win and be extremely poor of the dogs. It's funny, you know, two, three, this is football, two, three weeks ago, we were, you know, lambasting the dogs, saying that they, you know, they second half sickening and all that sort of stuff, which they were. But then, you know, after last week, you sort of go, well, hang on, mate, maybe they're actually starting to get it a bit together in the back end. And yes, can play improve. three quarters of football now. Three quarters is nice, and you only need to play, My- well, Freo basically played that last week and yeah. they, they took care of the ball. Absolutely. So. Mind you, the doggies were five goals down at halftime. So you'd say that they only did play a game, half a game of football. It just happened to be a brilliant second It was half. a very good well, th- third <laughs> quarter, quarter especially. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear us, we went through on the Beyond the Game uh, show just gone tonight. We went into that ridiculous third quarter. So. Yeah. We'll keep moving. So interesting game next. But yeah, we both think the dogs, hey. Mm. Yeah. Next game, Eagles, Ds. So huge game. So Eagles incredibly pinched uh, highway robbery game against Port last week after the siren led for 0% of the day until after the siren and then Melbourne with the shock loss well not shock I guess not shock loss this, you got to give the Swans the respect but that was still shocking to see because they you know they had so many chances and just completely butchered them the way they lost was shocking disgusting yeah, absolutely yeah. so and it just again it just added more fuel to the fire that they're a mentally fragile team that don't stand up in big games yeah. when it matters against quality opposition and horrific accuracy 10-18 Melbourne kicked last week and there was a bunch that went out on the full too so you can add those into it too there was Jesse Hogan's went out in the full and quite a few so massive massive game and Melbourne are in a really difficult predicament now after losing that one I thought they would win that one and then potentially the next two because they've got the Eagles at home and then after that they've got the Giants so two pretty damn good sides number they have to play seed two and seed three yeah so not one away no one away one at the G one at home but GWS can win at the G with that, with that oh yeah use. absolutely they can yeah, yeah they love it down there but I think they are going to get pants this weekend by the Eagles I think the Eagles are going to be back for me I, I yep. think there's there's a couple of handy ins as well through both of these games but yeah not 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 ideal as well so look one thing we're going to with Melbourne is obviously Hogan out, which I'm sure you guys know by now when you listen to this. Hogan, I don't think, really contributed at all, really, and the game just gone. He kicked it out in the fall. He wasn't really no, there. So. A bit like Roughhead, though. He, he commands a Well, they put McVay on him, so Sydney didn't give him much respect either. So. Well, they don't have much of a backline at the moment without great... The, well, it's an oh, old, slow backline. Back and, that's, and that's... Look, I'm not having... McVay's a yeah. champion player, but the reality is where he's at now. He's nearly 50. Like, I mean, that, that's just... Yeah. So, anyway, but Mel, Melbourne are... Yeah, not not in a great position but let's let's have a look at the eggs first so you think Ainsworth is a big chance to come in so 39 touches just gone in the twos so yeah Waterman as well you'd think maybe even Vardy I mean depending on how Lysette's going um, Liam Ryan as well how is he going with that cork thigh so they might have a couple of ins and outs but You'd, you'd think... It sounds like they're going to give Kennedy another week off, given yeah. they know they're going to play deep into finals. So, Smart. 
Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. if, if, so they're actually locked into top two. So all the talk I heard this week was Richmond locked into top two, which is true, but so are the Eagles. So they can't actually drop out from, from here. So I thought the Giants could take their spot. I don't think so, because the Giants are... So they're sitting on 54%. Uh, yeah, so it's at six points. So, so if the West Coast would have a okay, both so games. Te- technically, yes. Yeah. Sorry. So technically, yes, but I would imagine pretty unlikely... No, I reckon pretty... You're right. Te- Highly te- unlikely. Small, very small window. But yeah, yeah probably... Un- Richmond, so I guess that's fair. Richmond are literally locked. Yeah. But you'd think West Coast are pretty pretty locked as well. Oh, they'll be locked in after this weekend. You'd that's, think. So you I are. think they're going to win this game by a fair bit. I think the Ds will show a bit more. I think they'll get really, you know, thrown about during the week. And they'll, they'll, they'll hurt from... What was a terrible performance? They and can't. Then, they can't come out in this game and be no. Bored. And they seem to have travelled pretty pretty well this year as well. So I, you just can't. There's no, zero and can't seven against top nine teams. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's damning. So I'm, I'm just not confident. No. West Coast have got a lot to play for, and yeah, I think they win pretty comfortably. I reckon it's going to be twenty odd points to the Eagles. So we went pretty deep into Melbourne on the Beyond the Game show that we did, which I'll put up tomorrow, which for you will be Thursday. So. Hibbard and Melksham we spoke a bit about too on that show so they're, they're in we would almost certainly think so that's pretty quality they're good ins. Ins. yeah absolutely and then Kent is a bit of a chance as well so you'd think Spargo maybe well I, I reckon he's probably gone so uh, yeah I, I think ultimately Melksham and Hibbard will, will definitely come in and then perhaps even Kent as well which are pretty handy ins but for me you've got to tip the Eagles at home yeah the fact that they can do it, I mean, you look at the games that won recently, North Melbourne, yeah. away in Tassie, Port Adelaide last weekend, after the siren, they just find a way to get it done. So even if Melbourne are within the game, I, I just think there's so much um, spread and so much um, versatility to this West Coast side that they will do whatever they need to do to get the four points. And they're just very classy and very hard to beat over there. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, the only time they've ever really sort of got taken care of, really, away up over there was the... Round one, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Ess- Essendon beat them over there, which was a huge win. But that's yep. it, at the same time, they were pretty down that night, but round one as well. So, But yeah, West Coast for me. Hey, you think the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Eagles... Pretty convincingly. So we'll keep moving. And last game of the round, Adelaide versus North. So the, this is a huge game as well. So Adelaide, you know, you know, I mean, look, they're out. That's it. So they, they, you know, made the grand final last year. It's been a pretty horror year, let's be honest. So they've won three out of their last five. Not ideal, but you get the feeling Adelaide are going to go out of the season punching. You don't yeah. get the feeling they're just going to go out and just no, bow they out won't. They will shame. not lie down no. and rest on their laurels. Absolutely not. They will prove to themselves and the rest of the AFL uh, community that the only reason they literally are not playing finals this year is because of their horrid uh, injury run. Yeah. Yep, and I think they will end North Melbourne's season. Sorry, Roos supporters, if you're out there listening. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I, I think the craze for me as well. North, you know, I was really disappointed in North Melbourne last week. They're obviously a chance to bounce back. You know, how do you beat the Eagles and then lose to a depleted dog? Like, you do. North is such a... We've missed a bunch of tips this year on North. It's so hard to predict in terms of what they're going to do. They might completely turn up and be incredible, but I I just don't see it for me. I think the Crowies are going to go out of the season with their heads semi-held at a a medium level. Yeah. Not high, 
yeah, sitting okay. Well, they're already. I mean, they're such a well-drilled uh, team. Yeah. They've they've been pretty close without too much movement um, with a lot of the core players. They'll be like, all right, if we go out and we have a fairly good sort of last five or six weeks of the year with most of our senior or best twenty-two playing, then we know that we're capable. Just that belief in the, their ability for the next season, and I think that's why they'll get over. The other thing too is the dogs, you know, absolutely smashed North on the outside last week, as we just spoke about, and I think Adelaide can absolutely do that. So some really handy ins as well. So McGovern and Seedsman and Knight all in. So three really quality ins. Yes, Tex Walker out, obviously, with suspension and Greenwood. It, it sounds like he uh, he might get a bit of a rest. He's a bit sore, apparently, but we don't know that for a fact. But I think, obviously, Walker, well, Walker's definitely out because of suspension, but he hasn't massively been contributing anyway. So I think that's a, some serious ends. Mitch McGovern, the, um, you know, he's, he's obviously a very quality player. And Seedsman's, you know, he's been one of their few shining lights this year. Yeah, well, Mitch McGovern's a, obviously... A- a swap like for like for text, but even yeah. if he doesn't come in, I think not having that extra extra big forward makes Adelaide even more or less predictable, and which is, yeah, which is good. But McGovern, tougher, yeah. yeah, but obviously McGovern can um, go back and, and play play a he defensive could, role. He could and, support against Ben Brown as well. Yeah, so. exactly right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, really. Really interesting game, I think. North Melbourne, while they've got a lot to play for, last week just showed that they are starting to be a little bit fragile as well. And as you mentioned, their outside run from the dogs absolutely hurt them. It smashed North. They yeah. looked like they were a North tight team. North looked awful on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, all these guys coming back from injury for Adelaide haven't played a lot of footy. They're going to be fresh. They're going to want to prove themselves. So I think they'll um, run over the top and win pretty convincingly, probably That's 20 it. or 30 points. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So North, so Uniac and uh, Hartung, it sounds like, are going to come in. So Jacobs is the other one that's sort of, with, so every week is sort of what's going on. But yeah, still suffering from concussion, which is not ideal. It's been going on for a little while now. Well, there's, so. there's three names that the, the Roos have probably missed for the last six or eight weeks. Hartung so, they've missed, yeah. Yeah. And Uniac's been, he's, he's a quality player, so he, he's going to be really good. He had a really good game in the VFL, just gone 28 disposals, so... But yeah, big uh, big chance, I think, the Crows to just end the North season and just go out guns blazing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's how they'll build it. That's how they'll build it, yeah. yeah. So we'll do, do a bit of a recap. So Richmond versus the Bombrays. We reckon Richmond at the G? Yeah, both. Yeah, I think we, we've got to go with yeah, that Yeah, the one. injuries to Essen from last weekend is going to hurt them too much. I think the problem is, you know, you, you've got, you know, McKenna and Saad, but without Saad, it, it drops it off. And I, I just don't see the, the pace. And I think Richmond can match them most of the time for pace. Yeah, so that's, that's an aspect of Richmond's game that doesn't get talked about as much. They've actually got pretty good pace. Yeah, absolutely. Their meters game's consistently And they're good. so good by foot and hand that yeah. they, make, they make the slow plays in their team look fast. And they're good at forcing the, whoever they want to, to do what they don't want. Over yeah, exactly right. for example, like the Cats. So next game, so Pies versus Port. Yeah, we reckon the, the Pies. Yeah, both gone for Both gone Pies. pies. Yeah, I, I think Port could, in an upset, this is a tough game. Tough game. But Especially yeah. backs against the wall, Port. But... But I don't know. Too many outs. So many outs. This would be miraculous. This would this would really light up their their back into their season if they can win this. They can win this, and they've got that confidence of winning it games. Proves they Ryder. can win without Ryder and yeah. Dixon and so because they'll have a re totally well not totally but a good 60 percent restructured offensive yeah absolutely side. So uh, so yeah pies but pies yeah. yeah cats versus Frio interesting game but probably not even Fife playing we still reckon the catters yeah and catters. we don't so we're recording this on Tuesday night but yeah catters catters yeah you think. 
think you think Freo, uh, Freo by a five-point play for near, Freo. Yeah, nearly 10-goal win, I reckon. Yeah. Giants versus Sydney. Interesting game. New South Derby, one of the top game. ones of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mentioned that the Friday night games game around, but I completely forgot about this until no, we started no. talking about it. But this is absolutely a game of the round. Much, much... Given the injuries for Essendon, if they had a full group, then that probably story, starts yeah. to become... But yeah. this this uh, battle of the bridge is must-watch if you're an AFL fan. That's it, yeah. So I think, yeah, Giants for me, and you reckon Sydney. Yeah, I've gone the, the Swannies. I think uh, the old old brother has like got a little bee on his bonnet and yeah. wants to just throw some extra muscle around and yeah, in a very, very close game. I'm sure they want to. I think the big problem for me is that pace really kills Swans. Yeah. And the, oh, look, the Melbourne didn't have that three sections I'm of the game. I'm not going to uh, be surprised if no. the Giants run away with this. The Giants, up. even with who they've got, have got yeah. enough pace. Yeah, absolutely. But they're going to get hurt a little bit in the back line without Shaw and others. So it does, yeah. it's evened up, if, which yeah. is very interesting. If, 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 which... Because they play very different styles of football, so I think whichever team can make the opposition play their style of football will come out as the winner. Yeah, I think I think that's true. But add spotless, you know, I, I mm. reckon Giants should be a good game. Get out there if you live up there. That's it. Metricon Gold Coast versus the Lions. Your crazy tip. You reckon the Gold Coast are going to beat the Lions? Yeah, I, I reckon yeah, Brisbane. I've, are uh, I lost my marbles for about ten seconds. Yeah, I can't go back on my word. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, some... I actually do. There's something that just says in the back of my head. It's I'm... in your stomach, and it's you in my stomach you and down, Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, need some, something. Uh, need some surgery, I think. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions for me. I reckon they've done pretty well. They have done very well. They, look, they, they've got a year. For yeah. what? Yeah, I mean, look, you can. It's funny with the Lions. I mean, it's going to be an interesting season review for those guys when we do do that after the trade period because you look at it and think, well, have they been good? Like they've still barely won many games, mm. so you can man an argument they've been rubbish. But then also where their sides at and how young aspects of it is and how little games these guys have played together, you do start to think, well, hang on, they're actually not that bad. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Gi- uh, Giants, Lions for me. All right, we're splitting that one. Yeah. And then the Saints versus the Hawks. Hawks. Hawkers, yeah. I think St Kilda have been pretty poor basically all year. And, yeah, you can you can sort of feel the drums beating on uh, Alan Richardson Richo. too. I think, Richo. Yeah, I think if... Not for the right reasons. Though. No, I think if um, Hawthorne smash them, that starts to really become interesting. A bit of um, percentage boost possibly for the Hawkers. But this could get ugly really early. It could get ugly really early. And while the Hawks don't really, I guess, don't need the percentage, it could be handy. It's true. And big boy McAvoy comes coming back to play his old side. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, he, if they do bring him in um, or whether they just give him that extra week knowing that the Pitane-Segler combo did pretty well over the weekend against the Catters. Yeah, and the big big thing as well is that Hawthorne have Sydney the following link. So Which might be a better way to um, bring Big Boy back. That might be the Big Boy game. And then, so we'll keep moving, and then onto the Sunday games, Blues versus the Doggies. Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. You can't tip Carlton under any circumstances. And then the Eagles versus the D's. Eags. Comfortably. Winning Eagles. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... I don't know about comfortably. I think Melbourne will show. I think they'll be a lot better. I think they will show something, but I, I just don't have the confidence. I want to say comfortably. I'm talking four or five goals. Comfortable. Not, for not that sort of game. game. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. But no, for me, I, I, I just think, yeah, the Eagles, I just think they've got enough on the park as much as they're missing. Imagine if they had they had all their pieces, then yeah, that, that really starts to make it ugly. But I, I don't, especially given the way that, you know, how inaccurate Melbourne have been and yeah. how much they clearly doubt themselves mentally when they don't and no Hogan. get a decent score early. But yeah. Lever and uh, outs, yeah. captain. They've got some okay ins though. They get Melksham and Hibbard back, but they are yeah. very good ins and yeah, still not amazing. Not though. enough. Not enough to Swing. sway me. Yeah, no, nah, 
Not at all. And then the last one, Crowies versus North. Yeah, so we lose one more... Well, probably potentially lose one or two teams from the finals race after this weekend because I don't think the Roos get up. So that effectively means they're out of finals and if the Bombers lose to the Tigers, they are definitely out of the finals race. You'd think so. So Crows for both of us? Yeah, I'm going Crows, yeah. Again, yeah. I think they, as you said, go out punching. They will probably win their last two games of the year. Yeah, you would think um, so. And, yeah. uh, and just show everyone that they are a very good quality team and we'll be back next year yeah that's it so thanks so much for listening guys we really appreciate it massive thanks to our mates at Hopster Home check out the Beyond the Game video on Beyond the Game I will put that link in the description really appreciate it rate and review if you can as well yep. check out the show next week 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, Time on Facebook and yep. continue to listen to us we love the fact that we've got uh, pretty loyal supporters out there that's and, it uh, appreciate and if you've got any questions that you want to answer definitely hit us up on our social media media and And then we've got the AFL Deep Diver Gmail as well see you later cheers enjoy the footy